The devil, is that you? <laughs> All right, let's take take two. Oh, man, that's you? What's poppin', son? What's poppin', y'all? Yo, what up, what up? What up, what up? Welcome to the Norm Part Podcast. Oh, man. We back, we back. <laughs> we back again. We're again, back again. Again, again. Another eight-minute episode. Oh, man. <laughs> Had some technical difficulties, but... um, It's all good, brother. But we bounced back. For y'all, that's who we do it for. <laughs> <laughs> so what's up, man? How y'all been? God is good. I, I, I still love you guys. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys too. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yo, you got it right the second time. Right. That's why. It that's why. That's why it happened. Why it happened. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Just so you could get it right. Just got so oh, second chances. You know what I'm saying? Oh, got a second chance. He probably was like, really? That grace. Let me pour that grace Let me pour that grace on him. <laughs> Yo, that's what's up. God is good, B. Now I'm going to hit you with the Christianese. God is good all the yeah. time. Like, yeah, you're going to get all the Christianese. <laughs> mm. So you guys doing good? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, we ain't there. Yeah. You know, we we pushing. We pushing through. How's how's the work week? How's, how's life? How's... Mm. Has uh I don't know. Let's let's fill in this dead air before we get into this uh, <laughs> before we get into this chapter. Yo, yeah, any, I have anything a little, anything the Lord little, put in your heart? I mean a little testimony. Um last week I was I was listening to one of the my coworkers, you know, go on about, you know, just some things in happened in her life and and I uh, I just see how the enemy uses people to um to, to remove the, the value like a lot of people don't realize how valuable they are to God mm. and they always count on another human being to try and fulfill that um, to make them feel complete or valuable and you know I was just hoping that the Lord would give me an opportunity to speak to this person about how much Jesus loves her that mm-hmm. she doesn't have to worry about men loving her mm-hmm. um, and all of a sudden you know the Lord made a way where it was just me and her able to talk one on one privately about you know the gospel, and you know it turns out that you know she she does believe in God and things like that, and it was awesome to hear that. Um, but just to be able to to speak life into people, like that's what we're supposed to do at our jobs. We're not there to make money, you know. We're there to be lights, and just when you pray and ask the Lord for that divine appointment, He will give it to you. Um, and it's always, I always get so amazed and humbled afterward where I'm like, Lord, thank you for allowing me for, to, to, to speak about you to someone and, and to speak life into them. So that was just a blessing to me. You know, whenever I have those divine appointments, I'm always so super excited afterward that God, um, you know, would choose to, to use me in that fashion. So yeah, it it was a good week. Nah, praise the Lord. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that's that's, that's what we're supposed yeah. to come that, out. That's, <laughs> we had to do this over again so yeah. that could come out. That could come oh, out. Okay, that sounds okay, good. Okay. That was actually a, a great testimony. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, um speaking life into people and yeah. you know, people's value coming from God, right? Because mm-hmm. as we read back in John last season, man was no no, this season, right? In Genesis, man was created in the image of God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? You can't get more valuable than that. Mm-hmm. So that's that's super dope what you broke what you broke yeah. down. Yeah, that's awesome. And I had a similar conversation with um couple of there's a couple of techs at my job 
a few women and I was explaining to the marriage because it's a whole bunch of single women and they all have issues with their boyfriend and all these things and been in relationships for like several years and not getting and you know no proposals mm. no prospects of proposals just like just going out explain to them like most most people just don't understand marriage when people go into marriage it's always about how can you please me yeah how can you make me happy you know it's total selfish motives and i was explaining to him like the the true happiness is first is dealing with god mm. is you know seeing that your worth and your happiness can only and i and i explained to him i was like my wife can't make me happy exactly that's that's an expectation i can't put on her and she knows that i can't make her happy and that the expectation has to be on god mm. trusting in god and as the both of us move closer is that triangle you know where as the both of us move towards god we move closer to one another and we're able to love each other better because we both are loving God and God is loving us. And that's where that triangle comes in. And that's the only way, way it could work. You know, it can't work any other way. Other than that, it's false expectations you put on people and it's bound to fail. And you're bound to be in a lonely marriage. Could you imagine? Married and lonely. Yeah, man. That is the horrible, <sighs> the worst thing could ever be in. <sighs> Word. That's crazy, man. That's, yeah. That's some, that's some good words. Amen. That is some good words. But yep, totally agree. Um, that's dope, gentlemen. Amen. Glory to God, man. What, what, a, way <laughs> what a way to fill. What a way to fill that air. <laughs> take two. Take two is better than take one, yeah. man. Nah, I think it was supposed to. Yeah, take two that, was listen, way better. That might be a message for somebody. Yeah. Mm. Right. Somebody probably need to hear this, and you know, we we hand it off. Yeah. Nah, definitely. It's um, you know, we were put here to serve. You know, that's what the Lord has been putting on my heart for mm -hmm. the past, you know, two weeks. That you're here to serve. Like, you know, like I was invited somewhere and I went there looking to be served. And the whole time I was serving. Mm -hmm. And by the time I left the place, I was like, wow. Like, I didn't even understand why I was invited at first. You know, I got, I got it, but I didn't really get it until I got there and I was used to serve. And I realized me serving was a testimony mm -hmm. to everybody that was there. You know, because everybody who probably came, came to get served. Mm -hmm. But I left with understanding, like, no, I'm here to serve. And then I understood, you know, how they, you know, um, described Christ. You know, mm -hmm. like, you know, the Son of Man didn't come to get served, but he came to serve. serve. And I was like, that's, that's, that's the, uh, that's, you know, that's part of the walk. That is the walk. Mm -hmm. The walk is to serve man, you know, to serve uh, mankind. And just, you know, it, it, it only comes through the, the strength of God, you know, because you we're selfish, bro. Yeah. We're all about ourselves. We're all about, like you said, you know, you're all about your expectation is me, me, me. How can you're that right. person please me? Right. What can that person do for me? Not understanding like, nah, bro. Like when you sacrifice your life to Christ, you become a servant. Mm. It's dope. Yeah, I ain't got nothing. <laughs> nah, but you do That's all the. Glad, I'm glad I hang out with you. You do, with you, you guys. Do, you do most of the talking rub, anyway. Rub, rub some of that. Give me some of that. Some of that holiness. <laughs> this guy, man, baby. Yeah, that's something yeah, wrong with this guy. <laughs> chill, chill. That's how it works. Right, so man. we was in Genesis 19 last week. Yeah, let's. Uh, what what are some recap. of the things that kind of uh, you know I, we learned from nineteen? Let's do a little recap, quick, quickly. Nineteen. What stood out to me the most is 
um, Lot's wife. <clears throat> and there was something about when Christ was like, remember Lot's mm. wife. You know, and that, you know, I think that's probably, what is that? The second shortest verse in the Bible after Jesus wept. Mm-hmm. You know, remember Lot's wife. You know, it's three words. But that speaks volumes to mm-hmm. just being a believer in this time. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I remember that worship song that no turning back, no turning back. Mm-hmm. I have decided. You know, I have decided to follow mm-hmm. Jesus. No mm-hmm. turning back, no turning back. No not, no matter how hard things get, you know, and I and this the story of Lot, it always hits me. And that's the point of the story that hits me the most that, you know, you just imagine you just moving with your family. You moving with your wife. You know, you're one with this person and she turns back mm-hmm. and you can't turn back. Like, you know, I always get this picture of just lot, you know, if it was me, you just probably just break down, mm. you know, but you can't turn back. Like at that point, you have to make a decision to follow Jesus. You have to ha- make a decision to follow God, to obey God above everything else. And to me, I think that's one of the hardest moments in the Bible. Like I struggle with that. Just every time <laughs> I think about lot, it breaks my heart for lot. But, you know, he brought it upon himself. You know, just compromise after compromise after compromise. There was just so many places where he could have turned back and it would have saved his family. But you just kept going deeper and deeper into Sodom and Gomorrah to the point where, you know, you 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 lost your whole family. But just that point where his wife turned back and he couldn't, dog, that's just, could you imagine you being one with somebody and then they turn back and it, it, it breaks me. Yeah. Tragedy. You know, there was a lot of tragedy in his life. Um, I learned the character, right? We we saw the character of God being highlighted in that whole situation and that um, he's not going to judge the righteous with the wicked, mm-hmm. right? Um, and also, for the sake of the righteous, he'll spare the wicked. And we saw that with um, Lot, um, opportunity for him to um, give people a chance to repent, right? His, his son-in-laws, they had that opportunity. And also, when they got out, you know, him praying not to have to go uh, too far, but then residing in, in the nearest town, Zoar, which I believe was on the schedule to get destroyed also. But the mm-hmm. Lord um, had mercy because of Lot, mm-hmm. right? So just seeing that, you know, those characteristics of God and him coming down and investigating what was going on. And also that the prayers of the people that were being oppressed by the, the people of Sodom, you know, God heard it. And um, that became a conduit for God to intervene mm-hmm. in that situation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I brought it up last time, you know, even us, you know, we, we, we know the time that we are in right now. We, we see what's going on. Let's not get numb to these things, mm-hmm. right? Because it's, it's madness. It's madness. So let's not get numb and let's cry out for our cities um, or our neighboring cities so that the same God, he can intervene, mm. you know? So that's that's what jumped out at me. Yeah, and the one thing, too, is don't don't look at, at Lot's wife and think that you're better than her. Yep. Mm. You know what I mean? Because if, if the Lord would have turned us into salt every time we turned back to something he rescued us from, we mm-hmm. wouldn't be here right now. Yep. Yeah. And um, I, I love how he, the angels grabbed them and dragged them out, you know, and show, and the Lord showed them that much mercy. And still she continued to turn back. And, um, 
it's difficult, as difficult as it might be. You know, we got to keep keep that straight and narrow, man. Run that race. Don't look back. Don't turn your heads. You know, just just run. <laughs> and and how the story ended with the the children, you know, his daughter's <clears throat> doing that act towards him. Mm. Like you think your lifestyle don't affect the kids, bro? Yeah. Like the kids get it the hardest. Sure. You know, and um, you know, I, I, it's just you know his daughter's doing that to him at the end. It it just always reminds me like children are always watching. You know, just like he he compromised with even offering his daughters to the men. You know, could you imagine that, like, you know, how they felt about that? But just so so much things that they picked up in that city mm-hmm. where even though they that they left the city, the city didn't leave them. Right. It was still in them, you know, and, and we think that, you know, we can live however we want in this world. It's not going to affect the next generation. It is. That's right. It's going to affect the kids, mm-hmm. bro. You know, so if, if it's anything to do right or live right or to walk that straight and narrow, you know, do it for the children, bro. If there's any motivation, you know, do it for the children, man, because they're watching and you want that next generation, you know, to be better than you. So but it, it, it showed how even though that they, they left the city, it was still in the children, you know. Right. Yeah, I mean, you always hear that saying that more is caught than taught, mm-hmm. which is exactly what you're saying. Like children are watching. So they will. And no matter how what you teach them, but your actions speak louder than your words. Mm-hmm. So they will they will follow what you do. So you're going to have to try to live, you know, that life and, you know, live a sanctified life, you know, um, and seek holiness. Because without that, you know, it, it definitely affects you. You cannot think that um, you could watch whatever you want to watch, hear whatever you want to hear, and it's not going to affect you and affect your family. Mm-hmm. You know, just how I was speaking earlier, like, you know, when people say, because um, it was, there's about, they say children watch over... 30,000 images of violence, for example. That's the amount of, mm. you know, images that come to their mind. And then they wonder why is there violence? And then they say, well, just turn... It might, it might be even more now with, with, with social media. Social media and video games and all these things. So that was like the the last type of um, uh, st- um, uh, Statistic? the statistics that was out there. And, and they wonder why is there violence, hmm. you know? And then they say, well, just turn off the TV in your house so and don't let your kids... But the thing is that the neighbors watching it, other people's watching it. So when that violence happens, you know, it's going to come to your grass. It's going to come to your door. It's going to come to your neighborhood. So sin is never isolated. You know, the same thing where, when people say, Oh, what I do in my bedroom is, you know, it's my privacy. I allow me to do it. Don't, you know, don't affect the, doesn't, you know, it's not going to affect you. It does affect us. It affects everyone. It affects the, the neighborhood, the community, the nation, because it leaks out everywhere because we see it here. Um, these men, it just wasn't isolated into their bedrooms. It came banging on Lot's door and it um, took almost took his daughters and took his, his visitors. So showing you it's not, it's not isolated, you know? So when you see, you know, the viral clips of the kids twerking, we know it's their parents. <laughs> Hands on your knees. Yo, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Nah, man, but that's what it that's is. That's what though. it is. Yo, that's and, what it is. And, and it's it's the fathers. Don't get, don't get numb to it. No, it's, it's not something. Yeah. It's not funny. Oh, it's not cute. No, right. no. It's, kids are not supposed to be moving like that. Right. Right. And and 
we saw another thing with Sodom that was highlighted, this sin, right? Sexual immorality. But um, we read a, a scripture, wasn't it? Isaiah? I forgot. I forgot exactly where. Yeah. Understanding that that wasn't the only thing that was going on mm-hmm. in Sodom and Gomorrah. It was more than that, right? Describes it as just gluttony, um, not having mercy for the poor, pride, pride, yeah, pride. Um, just overindulgence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we we saw the the fruits of that, right? Mm-hmm. The symptoms. That's right. And it's it's interesting that. You know, a lot a lot of the time, sexual immorality is highlighted before some big judgment. That's a study, you mm-hmm. know, you could just go into. Um, but Paul also speak speaks about that, like the source of that, um, the source of that, um, where people are not uh, gratefully acknowledging God, and then they turn into this this wickedness. Mm-hmm. You know, Romans one, um, and yeah. Romans one speaks about that, so that's that's what was happening to those, to those people. And again, um, you know, I, I like to read these accounts and want to learn from them, yeah. right? And want to see what's going on in in my community, in my town, mm-hmm. and just to be aware, right? Mm-hmm. Just to be equipped, and just to build faith. Like you see these things, you got to stand up against it, especially in your household, mm-hmm. right? You right. gotta, you gotta choose God. So, um, so now we finished that story, which is sad and dark, mm-hmm. right? Fire and brimstone. People got wiped out. A lot of people died. Yeah. So now we're going to uh, chapter twenty. All right, we're, we're focusing back to Abraham, the 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 person of the covenant, right? A friend of God. Um, we read about the promise. Yo, you're supposed to have kids, land. Um, so we, we're going through this journey with Abraham and the things that he's going through. So now, um, let's let's get into 20. So let's read from, uh, I think we could do from 1 to 5. Cool. And Abraham journeyed from there to the south and dwelt between Kadesh and Shur, and stayed in Gerar. Now Abraham said of Sarah his wife, She is my sister. And Abimelech, Abimelech, king of Gerar, sent and took Sarah. But God came to Abimelech in a dream by night and said to him, Indeed, you are a dead man because of the woman whom you have taken, for she is a man's wife. But Abimelech had not come near her, and he said, Lord, Will you slay a righteous nation also? Did he not say to me, she is my sister? And she, even she herself said, he is my brother. In the integrity of my heart and innocence of my hands, I have done this. Yo, read read to seven, sorry. And God said to him in a dream, yes, I know that you did this in the integrity of your heart, for I also withheld you from sinning against me. Therefore, I did not let you touch her. Now, therefore, restore the man's wife, for he is a prophet, and he will pray for you, and you shall live. But if you do not restore her, know that you shall surely die, you and all who are yours. It's like deja vu, right? Yo, yo, yo. Here we go. Son. It's the hater right here. How am I a hater? Go ahead. Say say what you're going to say. How am I a hater when this sucker right here? (laughs) This sucker. 
How you let your shorty get snatched up a second time, dog? Yeah, we gotta get into it. No, how? Tell me that right now. We gotta get into and it. And tell me how. The first time I said he was a sucker, y'all had his back. Because <laughs> when when his boy when his when his little uh, nephew was 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 stolen by like a, a great army, he didn't hesitate to go fight. He didn't hesitate. His life. Was in peril, like he could have died, and he didn't care. He went to go save um, his his nephew a lot, and you know I was telling you back then that he was a sucker, and you guys would not listen to me. And now chapter twenty is revealing all over again that filthy was right. <laughs> Your boy is a sucker. All right. You don't believe you? You don't agree with me? Um, not in those terms. Oh come on, bro. So what's happening? What's happening? Because we're learning about Abraham, right? We're mm-hmm. learning about Abraham. So this is similar to the Egypt, the Egypt thing, right? right? Before he left, he went near Egypt. He went to Egypt because of the famine. Because of the famine, huh? And a similar situation where Pharaoh snatched up Sarah. All right? Mm. So with this one... He kind of, you know, after this whole destruction of Sodom, I don't know, maybe he was like, yo, man, I don't want to, I keep smelling, <laughs> I keep smelling all this sulfur. I want to move. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying. Yeah. But yeah, it, there was a destruction. So he, he decided to move. So he, he's still in the promised land, but he, he moved right. closer to the Philistine region. Right. Right. Near the Philistine. Right. So. What type of dude is Abraham? Like just from just from these patterns that we're seeing, like what could you, what could you see? What what type of conjecture would you say? What type of dude he is? I'll let y'all answer that because y'all know how I feel. <laughs> what do you mean in terms I, I, of? Okay, like, we got. He's a sucker. All right, I got that. Just like I'm seeing this pattern with him, right? And it, it speaks about him. He made this plan from before. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like he kind of spoke to yeah. his wife. He'd be like, "Yo, this is how we gonna roll." Everywhere we we're, go, we're moving in these areas, and I'm not, I'm not justifying him because he had no excuse. No, because it's been twenty years. But we're seeing his shortcomings. We're seeing how he lapsed, and to me, he's he's a dude that's a little scary. Like mm-hmm. he's he's scared at times. Mm-hmm. Right. So the whole plan was. Yo, this is how we're going to move. This is the plan. And when this happens, this is what you're going to say. Mm-hmm. Wherever we move. Because he was fearful of these kings, mm-hmm. right? In these different regions. Um, But obviously, with what he went through, he shouldn't have felt that way. Because I think God showed him clearly that, mm. listen, I'm, I'm going to take care of you. But right. we also gotta, like, twenty years. We also gotta look at life happening. This routine. This guy's a shepherd. He's just taking care of the flocks. His responsibility is growing. He has to deal with all these people. He has his wife. She can't have a kid. That's probably beating her down. Like I'm, I'm just trying to get into his mind and everything that he has to deal with. But then he keeps making the same mistakes over and over again. Mm-hmm. Right. So to me, he seemed like he was a guy that didn't like confrontation. Right. He was 
he, he would build his altars. He would stick to himself. He was like an alien in the land. And he was scared. But you see him being fearful more so when it has to do with his wife. Why was it, there no hesitation when it came to going to rescue Lot? It's, uh, there was no hesitation. And he was outnumbered. But he was like, let's go. He took his three or four hundred of his servants and he was going to chase an army for a grown man that made his own mistake. That was that was Lot's fault. Mm -hmm. But now his wife, who literally is one flesh with him, he he made this plan selfishly because it, it's all out of just, yeah, fear, but selfishness. Because one, because he's the brother of such a beautiful woman, generally... He would receive, you know, favor from whoever was was taking his wife just because, you know, what did the guy in Egypt? He got like all the, the sheep and camels and all that things. Mm -hmm. So he would benefit from that, you know, and I just when it comes to being the covering of your wife or your your, your household to see him do this on two different occasions. Dude, that bothers me. I don't know why it bothers me so much. Like you literally are okay with your wife being snatched up, taken into a harem where she's going to be but Ash, sexually I don't think abused. I don't think he's I don't think the message is that he's okay with it. No, but if he was willing to risk his life for lot, but not for your wife. Okay. So so I, he's okay with listen, not risking no, no, no. his we, life for his wife. He, 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 That's what he's okay no, with. No, no, here's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing again, like he's a guy that he he's scared. Maybe he doesn't like confrontation. All right, what's the path of least resistance? Mm -hmm. How could we maneuver and scheme our way so that we won't get into drama? That's how I see the type of dude ha that he is, and the fact that he is that way makes the stuff that he did even greater feats of faith. Wait, wait, you you you're complimenting this? No, no. The fact that he's the way that he is, yeah. right? And what I'm getting from him as a man, the stuff that he did do, now it makes it even bigger. Bigger acts of faith. Like what stuff? Like get right. up and leave. Leave your whole family. That was a bigger act of faith now because I see you're a dude that wouldn't even do that because you're a scary dude. Yeah. I mean, I, I can see that. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? You're a dude yeah. that probably wouldn't want confrontation. Mm -hmm. You're a dude that would want to kind of settle everything calmly. I don't mm -hmm. want to get into no strife and no beef. But so now when I look back and I'm like, all right, you leaving your land, you leaving your family, you leaving your inheritance. Now it becomes bigger to me. You going after your nephew, that becomes huge now. Cause you're, that's not even uh, your mm -hmm. type of personality or your character. Mm -hmm. So now you see how his faith is even bigger now to me. Cause, Doug, that's not your that's not your right. character. That's that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I I kind of see that um, that it does show that especially him being named the father of faith, and then we see all these laps of faith, and all these incidents. And I think the Lord pointed specifically these things out to show that look that this father of faith, he's faithless, mm. <laughs> you know, and that makes it even give it more credence. Um, because then we see these things. We see it, you know, um, uh, the highs and lows, the you know, the hills and the, the valleys and the mountains. Like, look at look at um, Elijah, powerful in terms of like, yo, when he when he uh, went against the prophets of Baal, right? Called out fire from the sky and he chased them down and is uh, mocked them 
the false prophets. And then what happens? Immediately after he, he beat all those false prophets, he ran and hid in the cave because he was scared of Jezebel. After he took down, was it like 300, 400 prophets, right? False prophets. And you still see, he was like, wait a second, this is dude, this is Elijah. He called fire from the sky and then now he's hiding from, from a queen, mm. you know? So, but he was still a faithful man. So, and, and the same thing with, um, we see with David and, and Peter. I think God is showing us the humanity um, and that, yeah, he's known as the father of faith, but look how weak he is. And the reason he has faith is because of me. That it's not it's not on him, right? You know what I'm saying. And he's yeah. sinning like this because yeah. he's born with that sinful nature. So he sins because he is sinful, just like all of us are sinful, and we all will have our lapse in judgment and our lapse in faith. Mm -hmm. So it makes it more real for us to like, you, you know what? I can I can you know be with him. I, I you know we we in the same company, dude. I get it. I get it. But <laughs> I'm just saying, yo, in, in chapter 15, the Lord tells him, I am your shield. He tells him, I'm going to protect you. I got you. But how many times he tells you us that? You know what I'm saying? I right. got you. No, like this how was God. He was he staring at God. That. He was staring at God. Nah, you know what? I, I hear voices sometimes. I and mean, sometimes they're God, sometimes they're not. You know what I'm saying? But this dude was staring at the Lord. And the Lord was like, I got you. I love. You know what I'm saying? And that's twice. And not only is he not even saying, protecting right, his right. wife. But he's not even age. protecting the 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 womb where the promise is promised. You know what I'm saying? Like he's he not put, protecting right. he that. Put, son. He put that in jeopardy. Yes, I agree he's with you. He did. Now my thing is, I just think at the end of the day, they didn't value women. You know, mm. like Ange makes a great point. When it was time uh, for Lot, dog, right, you was right. up. You was you had the that army. You was point. ready. But when it's time for women, and you see it with his nephew, you did the same thing with your daughters. The men was yeah. in the house, and it was like, yo, dog, don't touch the men. Matter of fact, here's my daughters. They're virgins. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just the um, during that time, dog, men didn't value women. That's not how they looked at women. Mm. You know, women, like, even having handmaids and servants, it was, it, was, it was like property, you know? And I think it's just, not to say that Abraham didn't love his wife, but I just think the value that was put on women it just wasn't like how you are seeing it, how we feel about women today. You know, mm. I think just back then it was just the way it is because I'm looking at even your nephew did the same thing with his daughters, you know? Yeah. So it's just like this is the value that they have on women. So it's like how, how do you repeat the same sin twice? And you're talking about 20 years after, after mm. you went through all of this with the Lord, the Lord done took care of you. It's just, dog, the way they looked at women, it was that's just the value that they had on them. I, I I I understand what you're saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and that's what yeah. and that's but, I think that's I, I think agree. it's that simple. I, no, no no. But the word think says exactly why it happens. Yeah, it says it. He was scared. Right. No, mm -hmm. definitely. Fear is not compatible with faith. Right. Yeah. And you know, to piggyback on what what Ralph said, it's based. Listen, salvation is based on a faithful God, not the unfaithfulness of man. Yeah. Definitely. Right. And we see Abraham because of fear. And because that fear is never going to be compatible with faith, put that promise in jeopardy. Because now your wife got snatched. She's in a harem. Anything could happen over there. She could get raped. She could get right. all of that could happen. Killed. So now this yeah. is this is this put everything in jeopardy. So and you, I think it came from your dog. Is your dog? You coming? You it's Adam B. 
Oh, you throw you threw your wife under the bus from back then. <laughs> oh, it's the same. <laughs> yo, B, you got the same DNA, bro. It's just right. yo. I'm looking at it. It's just it's that simple. I don't think it's that deep. I think it was just like that was just the time, and women wasn't valued like that. And then on top of that, you're dealing with a a woman that's barren. See, you know, but, so it's even. I think that's even less value. I think in the eyes of Abraham, and it's something I think that was in him. You didn't know, and God is bringing it out because as we tend to read on, you see God deals with Sarah, mm -hmm. where He's like God visited Sarah, mm -hmm. like it was like no, no, your wife is valuable. She is mm -hmm. part of this plan. Mm -hmm. You know the way you're looking at her, the way you're treating her, the way you don't see value in her that you were ready to throw her to a harem twice. No, bro, she's very important part of this plan. But that and just putting I value like what on what you her. said about the fact that she was barren, so she had less value. So mm -hmm. that goes to our point. A week or two, whenever we were talking, here we go about <laughs> the fact that that laugh, here we go, was a laugh of unbelief. Oh, because man. obviously he he still, if he no. believed, be, we let it go. Let it <laughs> if go. he believed, he would have no. died for that. We woman. let it go. He would have died let for them go. ovaries. It's over. Don't bring this guy he back. For, he would have died for them ovaries, B. Telling me, yo, that womb, he would have protected that womb with his life. But he laughed, he giggled because he was like, nah, gosh, you listen, barren, listen. dog. It was, All right. this happened because of fear. All right, we, we can't We can't try to speculate what value Abraham had on his wife. It's because it clearly says it, it's because of fear. He was scared. And when mm. you're scared, you make stupid decisions. Mm -hmm. When you're scared, you're not moving in faith. Right. So then you do stupid things. Mm -hmm. Whatever that stupid thing is, it came from a place of fear. I just see a pattern with it. I just see a pattern with the men. From Abraham to Lot, back to Abraham again. This is the third time we're seeing a pattern with the men just throwing the women under the bus. Word. And we've seen it from since Adam. Like I just see it a pattern of the men. This is how men valued women at the time. Like yeah. even to the point even with Hagar. Where it was like, yo, send Hagar where I... He was always worried about Ishmael. Mm. It wasn't even about Hagar. It was like, yeah, you could get rid of Hagar, but Ishmael, that's my son. It was something about just men valuing just the sons, the seed. You're seeing that. And just the women, I don't think they just had... They were they were valued like that. That's all I see. All right, so let's, let's go into... So Abimelech, right? Um, let's, let's look at some of the differences between Abimelech and Pharaoh. Right, because it's very similar, but there's a, a lot of things that stand out because mm -hmm. there's a difference in the way they move. And I think I saw a lot of things in Abimelech. Abimelech is just a title. That's that's not his name. Right? Mm -hmm. It's just right. a title. Um, so there's there's a lot of things that's, that that kind of stands out. Right. So God came to him in a dream. Right. So God is like, listen, the woman that you got. She's she's a married woman. Um, yeah, you can't do that. You're a dead man, mm. Mm. right? And what did uh, he cop the plea, baby? What he said? I mean, he was like, I didn't know, you know. And and the Lord recognized that. He was like, um, he is my but in the integrity of my heart, innocence of my hands, I have done this. Is that the, the what I'm talking about? But he was mm -hmm. just like, you know, he was like, Doug, I don't know. What was his argument similar to? What do you mean? His argument. Because he says, the Lord, will you slay the righteous nation also? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Right. So Very now I'm, I'm thinking, right, he appeals to God's nature, 
right? You're not a God that would destroy the righteous. Yo, listen, I didn't do this purposely. I didn't right. know. Mm-hmm. He said that that's his sister. Mm-hmm. I'm innocent. So that's this is Abimelech's argument. But he says mm-hmm. something that's similar to what Abraham was kicking with mm-hmm. God, right. understanding that character and that principle. Right. He kind of invokes that idea, mm-hmm. right? And then, um, right, so he says in verse 5, yo, this is what she said. Um, this is what he said. Right. And she even said the same thing, which is something that Sarah didn't okay. say in the Egypt part. So now both of them are in on it. Mm. That's right. Right? Because last time in Egypt, after a while, she was like, nah, we married. Right. But this one, she's 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 all in, right? They, both of them are in on the scheme. Right? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that word integrity, you know, that's what the king had. I think the Lord recognized that too because he, he, he acknowledges it. He says, yes, I know you did this in the integrity of your heart. You know, so the Lord recognized like, yeah, you were innocent. You didn't do this on purpose. Mm-hmm. You got duped. Yep. You know, and the Lord recognized that was, and I'm looking at Abimelech just being a king, you know, playing upon that, you know, understanding that this is, this is, this God, this God is not going to destroy, you know, the, um, the righteous with the wicked. And it just thinks about, you know, people in leadership, you know, you could have a mayor, you could have a governor, you could have a president who's not a believer, but does things in with integrity. Mm-hmm. You know, he he understands, you know, what's doing what's right and is making the right decisions, doing what's right, you know, and playing upon that. And God I looked at it like how God recognized that God was like, all right, yeah, Duke, you was you was innocent. I recognize that, you know, and it, it's just like, you know, and he was and you got to think about Abimelech getting duped by two believers, right. you know, so so how many times you think about believers falsely accusing or putting something mm-hmm. on a righteous leader or a leader that's doing right mm-hmm. that's doing what's, what's what he's supposed to do right. you know and you're falsely accusing them you falsely accusing him or her or you're saying this you're slandering him or her you know it might be a politician but it's like nah the politician is going is moving with integrity right it's like nah dog this is what's right we got to make this decision this is what's right but because it don't work with a believer you know, or it don't work with people who are supposed to be, you know, representing the Lord. They will put them in a, a, a compromising position. But the Lord, I look at it, the Lord always sees the innocence. He sees it. You know, the Lord is watching yeah. all of that. Yeah. Like, you can't dupe the Lord. Yeah. But do you know what's the, the, the crazy thing, though, that kind of stands out to me is when he goes that um, you're a dead man. If you don't do what's right. If you, you don't know, give Sarah back. So, I mean. So you think it's just because if you don't give yeah, because he was like you didn't touch her. I know you didn't touch her, right? But he was like you gotta rest- you gotta restore Sarah back. I think that's what yeah. He was like you gotta yeah. restore Sarah back, or you're gonna, you know, don't think that you gotta do what's right. You gotta keep on. You understand? Like yeah. you got duped. I understand you got duped, but you gotta do what's right, and that's restore Sarah back. But go ahead, Ron. No, nah, but I was just thinking that in, you know, in terms of. He's calling him a dead man and how in verse seven, we, we read that, right? He says, now, therefore, we store the man's wife for yeah. he is a prophet. So the thing that kind of stands out to me is that Abraham, who's here, you know, lying and being de- deceiving, mm-hmm. you know, he still owns him. Mm-hmm. And he's still like, yo, he's still my guy, even though he's lying and he's being he's not acting like a believer. 
He's acting wicked. He's, you know, doing all these things contrary to my nature. Mm. But he's still my man yeah. because he stands justified before me because he has faith. Now, Abimelech may be acting in integrity, may be acting honest because he didn't know. He's a dead man because he has no faith in the true living God. Yeah. The same way we are before we were saved, we were dead men. You know what I'm saying? Mm. That no matter what, how much integrity you have, no how much, you know how many right things that you do, that without the belief in Jesus Christ and His death and resurrection, you're dead. That's why He says in Ephesians one. So this man, I think he was looking at yo Abimelech, you are before me. You are not justified. You are an unrighteous man, mm. even though you're acting integrity. Mm. That's why you're dead. So, but God intervened. Yes. God is saying, I'm the yeah. reason you didn't do anything to her. Right. And the reason that I intervene is because I know you're innocent and you did this of a clear conscience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I got a question about Abimelech. Did he know the Lord? I think he knew of the Lord. I think right. he knew about that God because that's why he was able to, like you said, understand that this God, you're not going to destroy the the righteous with the wicked. Mm -hmm. So you knew that much information about God. Mm -hmm. And I think it's like, and I, and that's why it's like, um, it goes to accountability. You know, you have so many people that's like, Oh, what if, you know, there's people who never heard about this or never heard about that. I think God is going to judge on the light you you have. I think he knew that much about this God Uh that you're not going to destroy the rights. And the God is like, you're right. You know what? I'm not going to do it and even, but you're a dead man if you don't restore her. Understand what kind of God I am. You need to restore her. Mm. But he, like you said, he intervened like, you're right. You know, I don't think he was in this. Who got got chased because it didn't circumcise? Moses. Moses. So God is God. Right. He's he's holy. He's righteous, right? So, So the reason I'm asking that is, you know, are we painting him in the wrong picture? Or could I, could I put Abimelech up next to Melchizedek. Well, I mean, I a pagan, so. a pagan, a pagan person, right? That knew the Lord. No, I wouldn't uh, put him with Melchizedek. Because Melchizedek, Melchizedek may, says, most high priest. It said he was yeah. the most, the priest of the most high God. I don't think Abimelech, I think Abimelech is just, I know what kind of God you are. I was innocent. Don't, you can't wipe me out. I think, yeah. and I also think that the righteousness that he's talking about is different than the righteousness that Abraham brought before God. I think Abraham brought the righteous as as in believers in God, where he was just saying, I'm innocent. You know, I think there's a difference there. And that's why I think, I like what Ralph was saying, because before God, he's not righteous. He can't stand before a holy God because he didn't believe in him. He wasn't justified. Right, right. So I think that those two righteousness, even though they use it, who knows what the what the Greek word is, but... I just feel like it's different. When Abraham was 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 before the Lord, I you know I just think it was no, it, yeah chapter you know fifteen. I mean? we yeah, understand. believers, you know, in Sodom, will you not destroy it for people who believe in you? Okay, that's what I think, and yeah. I don't think he was saved. Yeah. So let's let's read on. Let's go from six to uh, one. One quick thing to that same eight, eight, eight. Um, one to to that same point is that I kind of saw him um, in the same light like Balaam. You know of this God, right? You know I what think I'm saying. You know of God. You okay. know of God. This, mm-hmm. like, you know, there's tons of people that are churched but not mm-hmm. saved. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They know the word, so, but, but not the I'm, God of the word. But why yeah. would you say that? <sighs> why would I say that? Yeah. 
I think like the way the way God addresses him mm-hmm. in terms of like um there's a condition here. He's like, You're gonna be dead if you don't restore this man's wife. Totally different from this guy's my prophet. So so there is it's an unconditional relationship because uh that he has with Abraham, where over here I'm dealing with you according to the law. The mosaic law. All were conditional. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, right. so, so that's the thing. So he's dealing with you, with him in terms of um, the law. Right. So that's why, and by the law, you can't be made righteous. So I, so the thing. But that, the whole nation of Israel was that relationship was there. That's the covenant, the Mosaic law. If this guy mess up, stone him. Right, but we don't have that with Abraham. In terms of you know, he's already been justified. But we had it with Moses. That's why I brought up that point. Okay. So we're not, listen, we're not mm. looking at salvation. We're okay. looking at okay. still the character and the holiness of God. Okay. So like, yeah, if, if it's that, then yeah. So that's why I'm asking, okay. all right, what are you guys seeing to put this guy in the unbeliever pagan uh, slot? That's, I, I mean, I don't, don't know. We don't know. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. Because even even you saying that, like verse four, he says, "Lord, will you slay a righteous nation?" Also, and he called them Lord. I'm I'm mm. trying to. So yeah, and, yeah and we don't. I'm yeah. trying to look at this guy and how he's moving and how he's talking. Uh-huh. And when we get to verse eight, it says, "So Abimelech rose early in the morning, called all his servants, and told all these things in their hearing. And then the men were very much afraid. Right. And Abimelech called Abraham and said to him. What have you done to us? How have I offended you that you have brought on me and on my kingdom a great sin? Mm. You have done deeds to me that ought not to be done. Then Abimelech said to Abraham, what did you have in view that you have done this thing? So I see his obedience immediately after he had that. And I see everybody that's rolling with him had the same fear. Like they had a fear of God. Right. Right. And I also see a difference between him and Pharaoh. He said, yo, what did you do to us? Showing you the sign of a great leader. Mm -hmm. That's why he said, yo, you got to kill the nation also. Understanding that if you take me out, that's going to affect everybody. Whereas Pharaoh was only concerned. He was like, yo, what did you do to me? Mm. Right? Um, This guy, his inner circle, right? Or the people that was close to him. They also had a fear of God because when he told them, yo, this is what happened to me last night, everybody got scared mm-hmm. and immediately you saw his obedience to do what God told him to do. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at these things and I'm wondering if about had a this guy and he's a mystery mm-hmm. to me, right? right, right and right, right, I'm right. not saying this is whatever. Doug, um, Melchizedek was this weird, mysterious figure most likely some Canaanite king that knew God. Mm-hmm. Contemporary with, you know, maybe he was probably later, but Lot, mm-hmm. right? Lot was a contemporary with Enoch. Lot was back. Like the story of Lot was right. way back before all of this. Mm. So you had men that knew the Lord. So I I'm mean, lo- it's possible. Yeah, I'm yeah, looking yeah, at yeah. Abimelech and I'm looking at his reaction. I'm looking at the things that he's saying and I'm looking like, at how he behaves even after this. And I'm wondering, all right, was he a pagan Mm. unbeliever that Mm. just had integrity? 
or did he understand this God or did he have some light right some and was he operating in the light that he has yeah. that's that's kind of that's kind of what or I'm, maybe even mm. uh, even seeing what happened to Sodom and Gomorrah you straightened up mm. because uh, like I said that like you said getting that God is not going to destroy the um the righteous he's not going to destroy the righteous with, with the, the wicked, wicked. He, he, so having that light like you mm. said it could have been and then seeing what happened to Sodom and Gomorrah that's why it's like your door what are you trying to bring to me I ain't trying to go out right. like Sodom and Gomorrah and yeah, also, yeah. And, you know, and he yeah, said, "Yeah, that does make sense." And and he said, "Like, yo, how you brought this sin into my kingdom?" Right. Yeah. So he recognized right. sin. Yeah. Right. So right. there was value on marriage. Mm-hmm. Right. Because he was like, "You don't. You're not supposed to do this. You're married. Why would you set me up to commit sin and bring sin into my kingdom?" Mm-hmm. Obviously, if you have, if you have, um, if you have no value in marriage, you don't care. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't say anything like that. Right. I don't think Pharaoh said anything to, to, to that extent, right? I don't think he recognized sin or marriage. He was different. Right. Right. But this guy, he's saying certain things where I'm like, oh, you have some light yeah, yeah. in you. Yeah, no, definitely. Right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that so, makes sense. So, um, yeah. you know, understanding adultery, mm-hmm. right? Putting, putting himself with his nation. Because whatever you do is going to affect everybody. Yeah, and right. he had a concern yeah. and a heart for the people, which made him a great leader. Right. right. And like you were saying, even with our local, whoever's in a leadership role, right. mm-hmm. it shouldn't be a me or I think. It should be a, a them. Yes. Right? You should put yourself with everybody else that right. you're, you're leading. Like the first mm-hmm. should be last. You know, that, that principle, he kind of understood that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And talking to Abraham. Um, so I, I don't know. That's that's what I kind of no no no. That that makes no, a lot that, of sense. But that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because like, just like I said, reading it now, he called him Lord. Like you know, why would you call him Lord? You know, so mm-hmm. it's like he probably, according to whatever light he had, he had a relationship with God, and that was enough for God mm-hmm. to recognize that and deal with him and so, intervene. But yeah. I think also God intervened because mm-hmm. of the promise. Right. God. Yeah. Right. So now God, Abraham put. Got in a situation where he got to fix this, right? Right, because now, now this promise, like you just got a promise, mm-hmm. with uh, chapter with the dinner, right? right? Right, you're gonna have a baby, and then now you're putting it in jeopardy where your wife could be in a position where somebody else sleep with her mm-hmm. and she get pregnant by somebody else. That's not how it's supposed to go. Dog. So now God intervenes, and they ain't have Maury back then, so. Nobody was gonna know who the dad was. Yo, why did Abraham have to be on Maury? You are Imagine n- that? You, you are, are not, not the father. Abraham would have. Abraham He probably would have rent his clothes. He'll be put his dust on his head. And you see Sarah just pull get off up. his slipper, yeah. his sandal, run, run, run to the back. Run to the back. <laughs> and they come with the camera. camera, camera. How do you feel, Sarah? How do you feel? Sarah or Sarah? What do you prefer? Which one are you right now? Oh, man. You guys are terrible. And Isaac chilling there like this. You know what the crazy thing is? Y'all got to see Sarah in heaven. She got up. Yo, B. I thought about this. No, she'll probably laugh. Yeah, exactly. Because that's what she does. Because that's what she does. No, but one thing I like here, bro. One one thing I like is this is how valuable she was to God, and how valuable women are to God. In verse six, he says, "I also withheld you from sinning against me, Mm. against God." You know what I mean? Like that's his daughter. You know what I mean? Like he—that's he was gonna sin against God. 
So for all you dudes out there that keep belittling women, beating up on women, you know, j- j- dude, you you better be careful because those those women belong to God. And and I'm telling you, man, I've I've come in contact with a few of them recently. And it just it just hurts me the things that these women are going through. Nah, out there, definitely, bro. You yeah. know, and I just I just say that, man, just to know know your worth in God. That's it. Don't 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 fall for the lie of the enemy, man. You are valuable. Yeah, like I was saying, I think it's just the the value that was put on women just during that time. You know, they were they were mistreated. They wasn't. Yeah. You know, they was treated like property. Like you, mm. you, like even when we go to the next chapter, how Hagar. Like how Hagar is treated through this whole thing, <laughs> right? But God always intervenes, and God is always looking out, you know, because right. so, every soul matters to God, mm-hmm. you know. And um, read eleven to thirteen, please. And Abraham said, "Because I thought surely the fear of God is not in this place, and they will kill me on account of my wife. But indeed, she is truly my sister." She is the daughter of my father, but not the daughter of my mother. And she became my wife. And it came to pass when God caused me to wander, to wander from my father's house, that I said to her, this is your kindness that you should do for me in every place, wherever we go. Say of me, he is my brother because I am a sucker. <laughs> oh, was that not in your, your uh, version? <laughs> yeah, That's the filthy version. That's the filthy version. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was part of it. For a second, for a split second. For a split second. I was like, <laughs> word, because he is a sucker? Like, yeah, what type of translation is that? <laughs> but, I think um, Abraham answers that question about whether or not that dude knows the Lord. He just says, he, this is not a godly place. He was wrong. He was dead wrong. Abraham, you was up. just wrong. How, do you, wrong. how do you know he was wrong? Because he said, I thought the fear of God is not in this place. Yep. Right. All right. And everything Abimelech did was off the fear it was of God. Like, oh, oh my, yeah. my dude, if the, if God showed up to you in a dream and said, yo, you a dead man, I think everybody would fear God. <laughs> Everybody's going to fear God when no, he shows but, up to you in a dream and says, yo, right. I'm going to kill you, Duke. And the reason <laughs> I have another information to compare it to. Mm, right? Pharaoh, Pharaoh, and right. that's why I'm comparing, and okay. I'm like, yo, right. there's something right. different in those things. Pharaoh didn't care. Pharaoh was just like, yo, I, I want to get this plague off of me and my my family, my household. Right? He didn't even plague him. Like he intervened. God intervened. Seen the innocence. Like God, it, he didn't even go yeah. through all of that with yeah with Pharaoh. No, no, he, he he got he got plague, but God talked to Abimelech. Right. Like, he oh, yeah, kind of yeah, yeah, dealt yeah. with him. Right. And kind of was like, yeah, all right. no, you innocent. I, I know, I know exactly what's going on. Mm-hmm. That's why I, I kind of stopped you from even going crazy because yeah. you would have been dead. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So here, do what's right, and this guy get up the next day, immediately boom, obeyed immediately. Right. So now we got Abraham. Right. Yo, I'm I'm scary. Mm-hmm. I'm scared, and this is how we've just been moving all these years because we're aliens, we're wanderers, and this is the plan. Right, and my wife, she's down with it. <laughs> she is down with it, and we see how she was down with it over here. And um, not only that, Abraham tried to blame the Lord low key. He low key threw God under the bus because he was like, "Yo, man, God made me to wander. <laughs> he 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 had me out in these streets, right, right, and I had to protect myself. And this is how I was protecting myself. Right, son, he low key threw God under the bus." And you know, and and that's the worst thing is a half truth. Yes, that's worse than a straight out lie. Satan uses it all the time, all the time, because the thing is that there's enough fact 
for it to be plausible, for it to be true, right? But then there's enough lie to could be disastrous. Yep. So that is the worst thing because it's plausible, but then it could be it's totally dangerous. Mm. Yep. Mm. So, um, yeah, Abraham was dead wrong. Well, he, he misjudged the whole situation. And, um, yeah, again, he's trying to weasel his way out of it. Yeah. Oh, no, well, she is really my sister. And, you know, real, real, real suck, suckerish. Hey, I've been saying it for weeks, but y'all don't listen to Filthy, man. Suck MC. But, All right, let's listen. But, but you know what? This is this is a good thing because you know there's a lot of people that do believe in like um because I've I've met a few I've spoken to uh, a few Christians that believe in sinless perfection that once you get saved that you will never sin ever again and you can't sin and all that so this speaks totally against it and when you read First John when he, he talked about it, he's like you know whoever yeah. says they don't sin you know is a liar we we all sin and the reason because we still are you know sinful nature. You know what I'm saying? That we sin because we are sinners. You know, that is that is our natural tendency. That is where we live, um, being born sinners. So we sin because of that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But the thing, the, the great thing is that we have an advocate with the Lord, that if we confess our sins, he is just and righteous to forgive us of all our iniquities right. as long as we come to him and, you know, ask for forgiveness. You and know, we have the Holy Spirit, which gives us the power, power. to overcome sin. Right. Right, so the whole point is, as a born again Christian, there's supposed to be a change in your life. Right. So if you got a Christian walking around straight sinning, talking about I'm saved, I'm like, eh, mm. I don't know, because <laughs> right. they're supposed. Not saying that you're not gonna sin, but there's supposed to be a change, a gradual right. change in life, right. sanctification. Right. Right. And like you said, we do have an advocate, and we have the power of God in us, that that is way powerful than anything that's that's out there. Yeah. yeah. Right? To give us the power not to sin. Um mm-hmm. yeah, let's let's finish up. Let's finish up the rest. You got you had something, Mike? No, nah, let's let's finish it up. I I Four- think I got a question but later. Fourteen, right? Yes. Then Abimelech took sheep, oxen, and male and female servants and gave them to Abraham. And he restored Sarah his wife to him. And Abimelech said, See, my land is before you. Dwell where it pleases you. Then to Sarah he said, Behold, I have given your brother a thousand pieces of silver. Indeed, this vindicates you before all who are with you and before everybody. Thus she was rebuked. So Abraham prayed to God, and God healed Abimelech, his wife, and his female servants. Then they bore children, for the Lord had closed up all the wombs of the house of Abimelech because of Sarah, Abraham's wife. So with Abimelech, with uh, Abraham, he didn't receive. He received gifts from Pharaoh. He didn't receive no gifts from <laughs> the king of Sodom. Mm. But then over here, he receives gifts from um, Abimelech. You think it was his conscience? Who Abimelech? No, Abraham. His conscience? What? Because you know you you pulled a sucker move in in Egypt. You pulled a sucker move here. But you was you was um you was Marvel Captain America when it came to Lot. Mm. You mm. know what I'm saying? So do you think it was like he his conscience he felt bad for what he did? So it was like Didn't he decline 
like gifts from no he, he was the king of Sodom the king of Sodom the king of Sodom yeah, that's he, what I'm right that's why I said but he, he ex- tried he accepted gifts from Pharaoh yeah because he went in he, when he did that when he did the same thing in Egypt the same thing he did here but when it came to the king of Sodom it's like no 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 I'm not gonna never say that you made Abraham rich I don't mm-hmm. ever want you know so it's like I don't know if it's because he he did something wrong he messed up he felt bad because even in Egypt when Pharaoh gave him all of that stuff he ain't say a word he just left. So, you know, I'm thinking that this was a down moment for him. Like, it was just like his integrity, you know, was compromised. And he was just like, because he, because, you know, with Sodom, he was strong. He was like, yo, I'm never going to, you know, he paid tithes. He was like, you're not going to make Abraham rich. It's just a different, Mm. you know, he he was in a different mode in those two times when he threw Sarah. I mean, one of the things I'm thinking of, that's a a great point. Um, And the one of the things I'm thinking about is that, that's kind of a reminder to him that every time he see those sheep and every time he see those oh, oxen, man. it's a reminder. <laughs> no, if you think about it, it's like yeah. a reminder of your weakness mm. that like you are always weak and you always remain. You need to remain um, and on the grace of God mm. and on his mercy and throw yourself at his mercy. If he took it from, from the king of Sodom, it would have showed his strength. Cause I overthrew this, and yeah, I got this victory, this great victory, and look at all this, my my right, spoils, right. easily where you could throw stuff in it. But here, it's a reminder of your frailty. It's mm. a reminder okay, that I see what you're you know. Saying. I mean, that's what I'm seeing because I never yeah. even saw that. What you yeah, said, yeah, because I phenomenal noticed it point. when I was reading it. Yeah, that's a great like, point. So I'm just you know, one, you know, like why didn't you take it then? Right, but these two times when point. you messed up, you yeah. took it. You know, you took you took the gifts that were given to you. And it's it's interesting. Um, the escalation of God's um, interference and blessings. Like he got blessed more here and God intervened more here than he did before with the Egypt thing, mm. right? Where God came in a dream and God spoke to Abimelech mm-hmm. um, and God restored, right? So I, I see it, um, I, I see it as God just blessing him more. And and you you have this this in a humble state. I think he's humbled when he, because yeah. you know, because you just got humbled. You got humbled by Pharaoh when Pharaoh rebuked him. Now you got humbled. You know, I think you're just in a humble state. God said, "This guy is a prophet, right?" So I think somebody said it. Like you are supposed to be a light mm. to these nations. Like you're supposed to be the blessing to these nations. Yeah, right. And over here, um, Abimelech recognizes that relationship that you and your wife have with God. And I think through his his giving, he's going to honor that. Mm. And he kind of give this extra, the thousand, um, what did he give? Thousand pieces of silver. Yo, that's, that's a ridiculous amount of money that he gave in order to restore Sarah, mm-hmm. right? Because what happened was really a bad look for her, right? In front of the people. Mm-hmm. And he actually did that in the open to restore the whole thing. Be like, yo, this was a total misunderstanding, misunderstanding and right. confusion. So he did that to restore her. Um, but I, I see it as, as God, God's deliverance and blessing. And he did more this time than he did before. Mm-hmm. Um I got another I, question. I, 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 I don't know. I got I, another question, right? So now, with the whole thing with Abimelech's relationship with God, 
right? Do you think? Because I'm looking at it, there there had to be some time, because oh, yeah. the, was, the 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 women were barren, right? So yeah, was, I'm was, so do you think that it was? All right, nobody's having kids. I got this woman Sarah. Ever since I took this woman Sarah as my wife, you know, the no babies are being made. Everybody's barren. Do you think it was more on the line of, okay, to preserve his... Because like he said, we, are you going to destroy a righteous nation? Do you think it was more on the line of to preserve the nation? Like, okay, so now God come up to you and be like, yo, do you know that's that man's wife? Right. Like, you need to restore her. And now he's like, oh, okay. That's why everybody's barren. You know, I'm being judged for something I didn't even know I did. Like, right. I'm innocent, God. And now God is like, okay, well, you need to restore her before you become a dead man. And do you think all of this was more to save his nation? Like, you know, okay, so now you got to open the wombs of, like, you're the God that's stopping, mm -hmm. you know, the children being made, like babies being born. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if there's no babies being born, then how the nation is going to grow. So do right. you think it was more of an executive decision, more in Bimbalek? Because now that I get down mm -hmm. to here, I know that this is a, this is time. Nice. Times. It's a lot of time that passed. had to be graded in a year. Yeah. <laughs> um, not based on the other stuff he says and the character that I'm getting. I don't think he was because that's no, what no, no. I'm I'm seeing that. Like, he, I he see was, what you were saying because of moved, what he said. No, but. he's moving from he's he's thinking beyond himself, right? And he's always thinking beyond himself. I don't know if he, I don't know if he knew to add two and two, two together. You I don't think, think so? everything came when God revealed it to him. And he was like, yo, God just came to me. I'm scared. And he understood sin. He understood the value of marriage. And he restored everything. And he honored God by giving him all these gifts. You understand what I'm saying? Mm. I think this is, is even towards Abraham and Sarah. Mm. Sarah, when you come in the mix, nobody's having kids. Mm. Right? Which is kind of an iron yeah yeah no, I, I see i see that like right yeah you, he probably played that you, you come over there everybody nobody's having kids right because you guys were scheming mm, and then right. he says abraham you're gonna pray for this guy to have right. kids right yeah. and god is showing them see i control that yeah mm. all that stuff y'all was doing before scheming trying to have kids i'm just showing you that i'm, I'm the one that control that i could open wounds i could close wounds right yeah. Right? No, I and, see you that and you became this plague to this yeah. household of this family where people couldn't have kids. And when you leave, they start popping out these kids. Imagine right. how that must have hit Sarah. Because mm, right. she didn't have Isaac yet. Isaac ain't come yet. Yeah, right. Right. And after we no, read about point. last chapter, you're thinking, all right, we get into Isaac and we get to this. And y'all still don't have kids. Yeah. yeah. And he's showing them like, yo, you could have prayed. And I would have opened up... You, yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? It, no, it's, yeah, right. I, I think it's that. this weird thing where the Lord is like, how y'all moving? Like, what y'all doing? No, that's a great point. You know? That's a, that's a great point. Cause it's I'm, like, I'm struggling yeah. with the Abimelech, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no I, I, I agree he might have had that kind of relationship because of what the things he said, but I don't know, man. I don't I mean, know if I, it was an executive decision. Like, yo, bro, ain't nobody having no babies. God <laughs> come to you. Now you, you know, now you put two and two together. I don't know. But another thing that I want no, go ahead, Ralph, and then I'll make no. my point. But what it go was ahead. it his wife and his servants. Yeah, it says his so wife. So it's like his household. His was female affected. servants. I don't know if the whole 
if his whole district or community or nation was affected. I would but it's, probably it's his have house. to say No, no, I wouldn't say that it was yeah, it says his it says his house. His house. It's his house. house. Yeah. It's his house. So it's a great point like you were saying earlier in terms of like Abraham, you're supposed to be a blessing. And here it is, you're being a curse right. to a, to to this to this family, to Abimelech and his wife and his female servants because the way you're moving, you're moving, you know, in, in sin and lying. And now here, instead of being a blessing, you're a curse and it's following you around because of you just going against my word. Right. And, you know, it's a and it's a it's it's interesting because Abraham is doing this again because he had like a it's a. In the beginning with, with um, Pharaoh, he had a lighthearted admission. You know, it is a total difference between you just admitting sin and then having true broken heart right. confession. Good point. So he never had, he, yeah, he admitted, yeah, I messed up. But he, it was never to that point of a true confession because here Sarah's doing the same thing. So that means he's like, oh, you know, okay, yeah, we recognize we messed up. But he was, they didn't realize the sinfulness of their sin and um, what it leads to and all the consequences. And it just makes me think of like sometimes when you, you know, when you hear people talk about their testimony and sometimes, you know, you talk about it in some type of glory days. Yeah, I remember back in the days. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you popping bottles and, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Smashing <laughs> shorties, show, show, show you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and like you put some type of light in it. It's like you're, you know, you're drawing some pleasure mm. in the days of old as if, you know, that it was good, you know, and not realize that the Lord delivered you and that was captivity. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, and and it becomes, it be, can become a stumbling block not realizing the sinfulness yeah. of that life. And I think that was the reason why it was so easy for them to continue with this lie because it was just a lighthearted admission and not a true brokenhearted confession. So so the sin wasn't dealt with. It wasn't, right. It, right. it so wasn't judged. We're supposed to deal, deal with those sins. Mm-hmm. And um, just leave it at the throne, like acknowledge it and and really deal with it, or it's gonna rear its ugly head again. Right. That's, yeah, I think he you never know? dealt with it. Yeah, and it came back. Yeah, and, that's, yeah, that's a great point. And I think also just God, I see here that God, all this that happened, that God is in control of uh, babies mm. being born. You know, mm. He's the one. He creates life. He's the only person that creates life. He's the one who makes the final decision if a life is born. You know, if a life comes into this world, it ain't the decision on anybody else. You know, you're seeing it with um, Abraham and Sarah. You know, you want and kids, and you know, the womb is closed. Or even with you know, I just see how he shut everybody's mm. womb in Abimelech's house. Like God is in full control of babies being born mm. like mankind has nothing to do with that you know and i think you know mankind thinking that they have power and control about who comes in in and out of this world like god sees that bro mm. like that's his right you know he's the only person that creates life so to think that people think that they have power that who comes in and out of this world like it's their decision or it's their choice. God sees that, bro, and mm. he's not. He ain't gonna take that light. Mm. But it's gonna mess up my career. <sighs> Yo, Abraham, <laughs> yeah. it's gonna mess up your body. Yeah, <laughs> you out of order, dog. I don't get stretched, man. Um, Yo, man. So Abraham prayed to God, and God healed Abimelech, and then life came. Mm. 
So mm-hmm. you, you kind of like this pre-figure of Christ um, being a blessing to the nation, mm-hmm. right? This this promise, this promise that's to come, you know, just that picture over there. But Sarah, yeah. Sarah um, got to be like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You pray for these chicks and they having babies? <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, you know that's, what I'm saying? Yeah, that's the point. You can't pray for me? As, uh, and God probably chuckles like, huh. <laughs> God have a sense of humor, dog. Oh, Yo, I, I think uh, Abimelech played her too. But he was like, um, I gave your brother. <laughs> yeah, oh, that was yeah, a, yeah, that, that was, was a shot. Pieces. That was a shot. That was a shot. You know what I'm saying? He was yeah. like, I forgot about that shot. <laughs> yeah, that was a shot. Was like, that ain't your husband. He a sucker. Yeah. <laughs> no, you have to go to the head of the family. You couldn't. He couldn't go to her. He had to deal with the head. No, but no. he called Abraham her brother. brother. Cause she, that's what after she called all, him. You remember after all of this, like, yo, yeah. they all played that brother sister role, but they really husband and wife. But you remember, oh, a- the calling of right. the brother. You remember, sixteen, verse sixteen. You remember how Abraham was like, yo, she's 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 the fa- she's the uh, the daughter of my father, but not the daughter of my brother, my mother. So right. she's really my half sister. Yeah. So I've been like, yeah, like word, really? All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I gave I gave your brother. I yeah. gave your brother. Instead of saying your husband, <laughs> instead of saying your, he's like, I gave right. your brother because that's thousand pieces. Because that's the game y'all want to play, you right? Play right. Stupid right. with me. I play stupid back. <laughs> that's what yeah, I. That was that was you know yeah, that was funny. Shots fired. Shots fired. <laughs> hey Ralph, you want to close this out? All right. Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much that we could just sit here and break bread and just um and just glean from your word, Lord God. And uh we thank you that you set these examples before us um and showing us uh what you require, Lord God. You require um this just integrity and truthfulness, Lord God. And we know that we cannot be truthful with you without the power of the Holy Spirit and without uh, you have the finished work of Jesus on the cross, Lord God. And we thank you for that. The only reason that we can stand here before you justified and righteous is because of his finished work and because we've been covered by his blood, Lord God. Mm-hmm. And we just pray, Lord God, for all those who are listening, Lord, that they may also learn that it is not of any works that we can do. As we see here that Abraham, he, he blundered, Lord God, just like we all blunder. But Lord, but once you called us your own and once we believe in and accept you as Lord and Savior, Lord God, we have been a- adopted into the family and now we can be called sons. Mm-hmm. So, Lord, we thank you for that. And we pray for that for all those who are listening, that they may also come to you mm-hmm. and call you Lord and Savior and repent and believe in you and the finished work on Calvary so that they may be saved. And we thank you and we glorify you in the mighty name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Amen.